Okay. What's this movie we're doing here? Part two of uh, our Robert Redford series. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Prepare um, for Hiro to bitch and moan. <laughs> no, I have notes. I did my work here. Um, is there a disabled individual in this movie that Hiro can pick on incessantly, Jared? Hates. Absolutely hates the disabled. No. There's a Native American woman. That's dating I did pick Brad on her. Pitt. You do Might pick as well on her. Be disabled. <laughs> yeah, I have, this I have movie a note is about so her. white. It's nothing but white people in Montana, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Bullseye!" Zeroed in on that. It is often those we live with and love, the ones we care about the most, who elude us. Even now, when I look back on the Montana of my youth. I long to understand what happened there, and why. Norm, what do you want to be when you grow up? Minister, I guess. What are you going to be? First or fly fisherman? There's no such thing. Or is it? Hmm. My brother Paul and I grew up in a time when the land was still untouched. In Montana, there are three things we're never late for. Church, work, and fishing. It was a world of wonder and possibility. I'm in love with Jessie Burns. With all the fish in the river. I'm not like her. But it was a tough world, too. You're picking your brother up too much like me. Why is it the people who need the most help won't take it? I know how we can go down in history. I understand he's changed the spelling of our name. I want you to know I can help. Boys, what have you done? You're in debt up your damn neck. I'll be fine. From boys to men. The world is full of bastards. The number increasing rapidly the further one gets from Missoula, Montana. In life and in love. <laughs> All memories become one. And a river runs through it. From Academy Award winning director Robert Redford comes the classic story of an American family. On just one note about well, I have two notes. One was like, uh, like uh, more would Jared approve of the way she's treated? The other one was uh, wait, Brad Pitt treated? and his. You know, Are you talking about dis- Brad Pitt or the uh, the lady, the sp- the speakeasy that she's not allowed entrance? Yeah, all over the place. They're like, hey, we don't like you, all this stuff. And, I think know. I'm on the record for supporting ladies of melanin <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> she's fine by me. I figured you'd like old Rawhide a little bit more. <sighs> Skanky. I mean, she's a gamer, sure, but <laughs> she's a little rough looking, too. I would continues Jared's streak of looking down on women who have uh, mm. ample uh, um, qualities to give. Was she? <laughs> Which character are we talking checked? about here? The, rawhide. the old rawhide at the bar, the the, the one that, um, oh, yeah, the gets the tan, the yeah, the sunburn, yeah. yeah. She's got Bare love ass. tattooed on her ass. Uh, 
would Jared? No, he would not. No. I prefer the Native American 10 times out of 10. There you go. She loves Jared. her fire water. As she can drink. <laughs> Welcome to Sober Cinema. We predisposed. <laughs> talking about a movie I'd never seen uh, until this podcast. Uh, and I just wanted to do a part two of Robert Redford. But he's not in this one. He just talks all the way over it. Does maybe the least Robert Redford thing and uh, doesn't have Brad Pitt play the younger version of himself, which would be the, the power move there. Instead, it's the other, other guy. Uh, Craig Schaefer? I don't I don't know who this dude is. The Uggo beside Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of unfortunate for him. Who who is this guy, Harold? You were he you was were the quarterback from the program. You ever seen the movie The Program, the football movie? That is the one uh, where they removed the scene of them laying. In yeah, the laying in the, the road. road. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's. It. I think I watched that one, but that's that's the only. I just remember the controversy. I don't really remember much about the movie. Have you ever heard like uh, like market corrected? You know they are both kind of coming up. Uh, they're both hot young stars at the time. <laughs> You're saying America said no, 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 just that that one. The, the, yeah, exactly. The Brad you know, Pitt guy. It's exactly what happened. Jared, would you like to tell us what this nice. movie's about? I think I what like what is the IMDb summary for this? Because it's got to be paper thin oh. as far as the plot. <clears throat> Let me see. Actually, I don't have IMDb up. Uh, it's basically uh, two kids <laughs> growing up and their love of fly fishing. One of them's rebellious. One of them's more of a, a family man, uh, more calm. And apparently neither one of them can really find peace. I'll put it that way. You want to hear the IMDb summary? Mm-hmm. I quote. Sure. Two sons of a stern minister, one reserved, one rebellious, Grow up in rural 1920s Montana while devoted to fly fishing. I think you nailed it, Jay. Hey, look at well that. Done. I'm IMDb. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I have the uh, Rotten Tomato stuff, but I don't have IMDb. My mistake. Are either of you fly fishermen? Nope. Fuck no. How dare you uh, assume because I'm a dumb redneck that I love fly fishing? <laughs> that was actually the most interesting part to me, Hiro, because I, I like movies... This is weird to say, I guess, about things that I have like zero inter- interest in in real life. Like, if they're just going to show me, I'm like, okay, what what is fly fishing? What is what's the difference? Why are they? Why is the father so obsessed with it? And I guess the technique. Does the movie successfully show me that? Not really, because I Mm-mm. I don't. No, I still don't understand it. <laughs> <clears throat> is it like jazz or something? Like I don't know. They're talking about like Brad Pitt's character, like has <laughs> discovered like some new, like he's turned it into an art form. But I'm just assuming that means he catches all the fish. I don't know. Or he looks good doing it. I get the latter part. It's probably part. like any other hobby where you've got pretentious assholes. It's like, mm. it's an art mm-hmm. form. I saw my brother and he he became fishing rhythm. Like <laughs> I feel podcasting personally attacked right now. Yeah. He became yeah. fishing rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask Hyra a question. Could Sidney Poitier ever become fishing rhythm like Brad Pitt? Absolutely. The guy is considered one of the greatest. He's got an uh, acting uh, Academy Award, doesn't he? You don't know for sure, do you? I know for sure. <laughs> Movie 100%. podcast. <laughs> 100%. I'm in. I'm in. Not that I'm in. How much did you hate but... this, Hyro? Because you, uh, you said you were oh, watching at 1.7 speed. Yeah. I, 30 I, I minutes mean, left. I've seen it before many times for whatever no reason. No way. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've seen it at least three or four times. I knew every beat of this movie already. I was what? just kind of catching okay. up. 
So did you previously like it, or is there someone in your family or something that enjoys this movie? You know, like, uh, this came out in 92, obviously, right? Because we're doing the 92 thing. you wanted to bang. <laughs> yes, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Uh-huh. There it is. So you'd put it on on the old video cassette and uh, let them see Brad Pitt and then just roll over and pretend I'm Brad Pitt. Get them fingers straight to the butthole like God yes, <laughs> Carve up the butt afro. Really great fun. Okay, when we come back, Robert Redford's poetic new film about growing up in Montana, a river runs through it. In Montana, in the early decades of the century, a Presbyterian minister there teaches his two sons that the harmony of man and nature can perhaps best be learned by becoming a perfect fly fisherman. And that's the starting point of A River Runs Through It, Robert Redford's film version of the book by Norma McLean that has become a modern classic. In the film, Craig Sheffer and Brad Pitt play the two McLean boys, the serious Norman and the more adventuresome Paul, who grow up in God's country and sometimes test themselves recklessly. As the boys grow up, they take different paths. Norman falls in love at first sight with a lively young flapper played by Emily Lloyd. Dance. And Paul, a frontier newsman, develops a taste for booze and poker. What's say? Well, they said I'd find you at your other office. Yeah, deadline. Can't work that. Hmm. But in the background of every scene is the childhood upbringing of the two boys, whose father, played here by Tom Skerritt, is stern but fair. He imbues them with a deep respect for excellence in all things. I'd say the Lord has blessed us all today. It's just that he's been particularly good to me. A River Runs Through It is one of those great books it's almost (laughs) impossible to film, or so you would think. How do you show how lessons in fly fishing can cast a light over a whole lifetime? I think it's to Robert Redford's credit that this movie does, I believe, capture the essence of Norman McLean's book and leaves us with a feeling for the lives of these two brothers who each in his own way learned his father's lesson. The direction is confident, the screenplay is poetic, the performances are strong, and at the end you are left with the feeling that if every life needs some kind of center, fly fishing just might provide as good a one as any. Uh, now you, I think you hit it on the, on the head. Um, I think this is a film about family and raising children mm-hmm. um and it doesn't matter that it's about fly fishing no. this may be heresy to could say be about it, something else it could have been about something else but but this devotion and devotion and working through consistently and staying with something and mastering something will give we see a real exchange of strength of character mm-hmm. from father to son this is very rare in the movies we don't see a lot of parenting in films if you think about it we see some behavior some oddball behavior but we don't see some lasting parents that's a good point because this whole movie is about some a a parent raising two parents raising their children that's it and you're right about the fly fishing because what it's a metaphor it's for being strong and for being capable of doing something all by yourself and doing it exactly right and doing it in nature and doing it in harmony with nature and it's kind of the zen of fly yes, fishing and, in a way. and learning something mm-hmm. I mean, we live in a society uh... television dominated society people aren't reading kids aren't writing and all this <laughs> maybe they're fly fishing probably not very many of them 
and to see them do something. This is a real yeah, right. heartland experience. It's a beautiful film. And Redford's narration and the decision mm -hmm. to narrate Norman McLean's uh, words. Get his real words in there, yeah. Redford has a great voice. It's heartfelt. Beautiful. I'm, just, I'm moving past that imagery. I was going to say, this is a, a slow burn to get to uh, anal fisting. Like I just don't I don't see the one to one connection with this. Like you make fun of me for the Black Swan, but there's a direct connection as far as are you into lesbianism? And then you see that that act. But this, I don't know, man. This is like, hey, don't you wanna fuck Brad Pitt? Well, you can't fuck him. How about fucking me? <laughs> you're just you're begging me to ask. So you ever, did you ever do that with Sydney Pointy? <laughs> Because <laughs> you challenged me. <laughs> Come on. How dare you? You think Brad Pitt's better? Was uh, Sidney Poitier ever an aphrodisiac? Uh, I couldn't do it with Sidney Poitier because I feel that I would have come up a bit short. Oh. Is it <laughs> racist, Jared? If it's a compliment? Like, is that still racist to I've dabble I've been in, in uh, the camp, stereotypes? Uh, I mean, if you're being complimentary, I mean, it's... Yeah. Nice. You can't. It can't be racist if it's nice. Of course not. So on our last Robert Redford episode on sneakers, I did check that the tomato score is eighty percent. I'm looking at a river runs through it, eighty percent. Yep. As well, eighty three from the audience. Some old fucking farts have gotten onto <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes and mm -hmm. left their uh, verdict because there's no way eighty three percent of young people <laughs> watched that movie and enjoyed it. No way. Yeah, what would be the, like, Thelma and Louise would be the one, if you're going for, like, young Brad Pitt, that maybe gets more play still. As far, that's the one that comes to mind. As what far about, as, like, like Interview with a Vampire? I don't know. That one's kind of dull. That's kind of for the gays. <laughs> Legends of the Falls? I mean, that's, like, his, like, sex symbol. Put him on a horse and long hair. Let me tell you a little bit about podcast fly fishing. It's when you try to answer a question honestly, and you're dodging the uh, the, the bigotry left and right attacks. <laughs> Interview with the vampires for the, uh, you know, Jared's not wrong. There's definitely a homosexual undercurrent <laughs> to that movie. I don't even think that lines up perfectly with Rotten Tomatoes clickers. <laughs> oh, I should have muted myself. <laughs> Continue, Jared. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> who looks at that movie and doesn't think that there's some homosexual undertones <coughs> from Interview with the Vampire? You didn't even warn them, did you? No. And you knew what I would do? I knew. I rescued you, didn't I? Hmm? From the terrible dawn. You were their leader. They trusted you. You made me see their failings, Louis. They were doomed, stuck in their decadent time. And they had forgotten the first lesson, that we must be powerful, beautiful, and without regret. And you can teach me this? Yes. To be without regret? Yes. Then what a pair we could make. <laughs> but what if it's a lesson I don't care to learn? What do you mean? What if all I have is my suffering? I regret? Don't you want to lose it? So you can have that too. 
the heart that mourns her. Her that you burnt to a cinder. Louis, where are you? Ah, but I know you did. I know. You regrets nothing. You feels nothing. If that's all I have left to learn, I can do that on my own. Lloyd. Yes. I was dying. Banderas brings comes to the party. <laughs> it's very strong. You mean when he's stroking Brad Pitt's face, saying, "Hey, let's get rid of the chicks." Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think there's. I don't think it's. Let's run away together more. in the night. Ooh, the accent too. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't do. A, is it American me? I don't know. That's that's about the God. Mexican gang members, though. You just right? you know you just should it. let me curate the entire list. Especially when you're going you into my era, because you, my age. You come up Hold with movies six months after the release date, and you're like, hey, you know what we should have done? <laughs> because you're programming them like six years in advance. Like, I didn't even realize you had made like the 1983 page. I'm giving you ample time to look it over. And okay, here's a little behind the scenes. Hiro loves spreadsheets and documents. And he also loves to not look at them when you don't, <laughs> you don't follow the they're not in linear fashion, so you're they're jumping around and what do you, you they're they're by the week they come out and you're like, you know what, American Me came out in February. Let's do it for our Christmas episode. <laughs> you sir. Life up the ass, man. That's the gift everybody wants. I mean, we we have a pretty bad episode in our uh Have you seen American Me? <laughs> No, I, I, I had to watch A River Runs Through It. That's what we're talking about right now. <laughs> the movie we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going right now is what we're doing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Let's see what Ebert said about this. Let's go to a real critic. Um, three and a half stars. You know, this is not one that like got a lot of Oscar love, even though it feels like that's what it was designed for. I don't know. This was just straight Robert Redford, Americana-loving fucking the way it used to be bullshit okay here's a hubert's line this must have been a very difficult movie to write it is not really about the events that happen in it yeah i'd say that's pretty that's pretty difficult and (laughs) but i mean he's he's correct like i i don't know there's nothing scene to scene where i'm like i wonder what's gonna happen next they pretty well establish that brad pitt's you know, freewheeling character this wild spirit that he's gonna meet some sort of tragic end he drinks gambles has one round, uh, pretty reckless, uh, does, I guess, jackass stunts back in 1920s Montana. <laughs> um, I would have loved if it had been him to live, and I guess the Uggo brother <laughs> just can't catch a break and dies, but the movie does not throw us that curveball. I'm trying to look at which came first, River Runs Through It or uh, Legend of the Falls, because Legend of the Falls is ex- almost the exact same plot. A better one, because there's a better But a fight. better version, yeah. They, they yes. turn up the volume, yeah. Put this motherfucker on a horse. Have long hair, and put a chick between them that they're all gonna gangbang. So there's three brothers Winner. in that, right? And there's three Aiden brothers. Quinn, it came out two years later. 
Aiden Quinn, is he basically the like conservative yes, brother in that version? And then you have Henry Thomas, who plays the little brother. Does he die in a war? I feel like this. they take That's him correct. out of the equation. That's correct. I'm just spoiling this uh, bodice ripper, uh, which Hyrule really, he really likes. I you like it. the love triangle aspect of I love it. it. You don't yeah. like uh, <laughs> Native American coming into a fly fishing epic. And who is the uh, the love interest here that uh, the the conservative brother likes? Exactly. No clue. Emily Lloyd. I'm not sure what she did. I did like when uh, uh, Brad Pitt shows up after there's been a lover's quarrel and basically just like cheeses as big as possible. Like looks at his uggo brother as like, man, uh, the problems when you're not incredibly handsome. It's so amusing to me how hard life is for, for people. Like don't women just fall over themselves for you? Like I, I like the cockiness of Brad Pitt, but they don't ever let him be like a shit. Like he's still he's still the golden boy. Like even in the sequence where uh, the other brother swings on him, it's only because he's trying to Brad Pitt's trying to make him breakfast and being overbearing about like oh, no no this is better you should try this. I don't want sardines on my goddamn sandwich <laughs> <laughs> or mud. He's like this mud. Yeah, even for to be you know the rebellious uh, son, he was never really like that rebellious. I guess maybe it's just sticking really close to the source material because back in 1920s, I'm sure he was really regarded as a, a, a crazy person, but uh, mm-hmm. like the big rebellion is that he fishes a different way <laughs> than his dad taught him. Right. Like the first like really big outburst is, Oh, he started waving the fucking rod around and calling it the moon or whatever. Get out of here with this crap, man. He didn't eat his oatmeal. Fucking <laughs> ribble without a cause. <laughs> Tom Skerritt's usually better than this, right? This is, uh, this is, uh, get his ass out. This is him about to ban dancing from the fucking, uh, <laughs> from the town. I, I love a man who goes on about, uh, what he believes to be some homosexual messaging in an interview with a vampire. When I bring up Tom Skerritt, it's like, what, where was his ass? Why was his ass presented? <laughs> you know, in four years, your ass is going to be out with a woman of questionable age. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and advise you, Tom Skerritt. I bet you do, Jared. I bet you do wish you could go back in time. Let me see if your ass is... I don't think this is the worst thing we've watched for uh, 92, but I do no. think it may no. be the, one of the most forgettable. I think there are probably worse yeah. movies that I'll remember more than uh, A River Runs Through It. Well, at the end of the day, it's a really... I mean, the landscapes and everything is shot really well. Like, River did a good job on that, but it's just, man, the content is so boring. It's so boring and it's so long... He's fucking Even, reading the movie. Like, he reads almost the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the only time that the fly fishing is ever exciting is when it's like, hey, does Brad Pitt uh, pass away in this river when he falls oh, I down? wanted it like, to happen so bad. It's set up that way, isn't it? Like, he's Pretty getting much, frustrated yeah. that his, uh, you know, the the black sheep, uh, you know, finally uh, can't win at something in the family. And the, the guy that does it the right way, the boring way, is catching more fish than him. And I... The way it's shot, the music, I'm like, is someone getting ready to shoot him from the woods? Like, the, the <laughs> gangster's going to kill him right here? Like, what's about to happen? He's focusing on the fish. Get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead, spoiler alert, they beat my brother to death with a revolver in the face. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, show that to us, man. Don't don't give us the fucking <laughs> reading it. of it. Oh, I want to so see I that. I like Jared's thing. version, where it's... Uh, like Tombstone, you got Kurt Russell is in the river and he's being shot at from all sides, and all he says is no. And just through 
supreme <laughs> handsomeness and movie star quality. He manages to dodge all the bullets. I would have loved that. Or, you know, with his fly fishing technique. He, I don't know, yeah. whips people yeah, in like, the eye or something. Like Pootie Tang. <laughs> 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 Fucking whips him in the face with his fly fishing. I'm familiar with that movie. <laughs> Clearly, you know a thing or two about uh, filmmaking, Robert Redford, which is not mm-hmm. the same crowd at all. Let's... Hyrule is fond of saying, um, and he keeps, you know, saying American media is sober cinema material. Um, sure is. A river runs through it is not sober no. cinema material no. at all. Trying to squeeze water out of a rock here to get to twenty minutes on this piece of shit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I had notes. Should have read the them. Notes. The reading of the notes. <clears throat> here we go. We'll make this like a feature every week, where it's like get to Hyro's notes that we didn't do. You read them all. Okay, notes, okay. Buddy. Usually he just repeats the points he made in the first thirty seconds of the show, but you know it's a good reminder. We have the blind guy listeners. sucks. Wait, which episode? <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's a note that I. Uh, well, I had a big brother professor doesn't like to be mansplained on how to fish by sexy Brad Pitt. That's common knowledge. Okay, what kind of savage? Drinks whiskey and prune juice. Hmm. Simpler times. <laughs> yeah. They also have boiler makers. Fucking absurd how bad that is. Yeah, it's fucking nasty. Um, they don't want to serve Pitt's girlfriend because she's a Native American. Period. Jared. Question mark. Not good enough to kill all of her people. Don't want to serve her any drinks either, I see. I mean, that, that fits in with white people in America, so... Just throw a little smallpox. Factually accurate. Give her a blanket. <laughs> I just want to remind our listeners, Pyro uh, went back to the first gag to start this. Like He believes in bookends for, for these episodes. I do. Because the next one is something about fire water, and the next one is about old rawhide. And that was it. Mm. There was just nothing to write. I watched it. I tried. At 1.7 speed. Maybe you just didn't get into the Redford vibe of this. Take it slow. That motherfucker was reading it. Even at, at like 1.7 speed, could understand. his reading was too slow. Like <laughs> it was just, I can't imagine at one. When you listen back to Sober Cinema, do you listen at one point like five? Yes. Speed? Of course yeah, I do. As well. Yeah. I listen to every podcast that way. Hmm. I was going to say, we're no better than Redford. Our content is also, also <laughs> trash, but it's shorter. Brevity. That's what we can bring to the table. Yeah, we only give you 20 minutes of shit. <laughs> Apart from Redford dumping on the screen for two straight hours. <laughs> Did either one of you uh, ever see uh, The Legend of Backer Vance? Is that the one where uh, Will Smith plays like... Uh... The magical caddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's not what he's mm-hmm. normally referred to as, Jared. What is he normally referred to as? I ain't saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. Come on, buddy. You can do it. Nope. Hyrule Sit mentioned the college say. fund in our sneakers episode, but uh, where this is uh, meant as an insult, I, mm-hmm. why do you keep trying to trap Jared in these things? <laughs> I just, I'm I, stupid, I, but I ain't that stupid. <laughs> I'm all about honesty and sincerity, and Jared, I'd like you to be honest and sincere here. I ain't saying it. <laughs> okay, so what about Bagger Vance, Michael? <laughs> I thought that that was like the... Uh, the tropic thunderish version of a river runs through it because you have the narration from an old man who's a character that's younger back in the fucking olden days, the glory days. In this case, it's, it's golf instead of fly fishing. And they go on and on about this, this guy and how he could, you know, read the grass and he just, he lost it. He lost the ability to do it. But because of the, uh, the implications 
of the magical caddy character, here's where we're calling him. <laughs> it's a worse movie than this, but it's far more memorable than The River Runs Through It. See, Brad Pitt can't win them all. Matt Damon. Was Brad Pitt like the big savior on uh, on the, uh, what was that movie? 20 Years a Slave? Oh, he was. Yeah. Wasn't he like the magical savior? Yeah. yeah. I think he was the the one nice white dude. Is yeah, 20 years like, a slave? Well, how many years was it? 12. I mean, it's sure. It's terrible every year, Hiro. Don't <laughs> try not to diminish it. Oh, just 12? Oh, wow. <laughs> tap dancing too close to the sun here. I can't. <laughs> Look, man, I'm we will give you quiet. the American Me episode. Jesus Christ, stop. Just stop Please. trying to Stop trying to get me canceled. <laughs> I think you do a pretty good job on your own, Jared. Mm-mm. Tasteful. <laughs> Tasteful racism, baby. <laughs> oh, that should be the name. That should be the name of the podcast. Sober Cinema <laughs> colon Tasteful Racism. Alright, that one's good. Good to go. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm from God. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A bottle of shaken monster. No. Son of a bitch. No. Dirty D, you a baddie daddy, lamatai, tebby, shy. Canapan, all the way down. Motherfucker!